Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss planes, trains, and automobiles. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's show. How are you doing today, Jordan? I am here, Luke, and I'm doing well. Today we are discussing planes, trains, and automobiles, if you guys might recall from last week. And I just realized I don't have my little fact sheet that I normally have. Sorry, I'll make sound effects. I've got it. So this was 1987. This movie came out November 25th, 1987. So right around Thanksgiving. As if you've watched along with us, as you know that this movie takes place, so makes sense. Mm. Um, this this is a movie starring Steve Martin, John Candy. This uh, movie was written and directed by John Hughes, so double double duty on this one. Yeah, we have not yet made it to the '90s, everyone. We are still in the '80s. We're gonna be here as long as it takes. Actually, I don't know how long we're gonna be here, but yeah. Cool. Third John Candy movie. Let's do it. Yep, that's right. Um, so this one had a budget of thirty million, and what do you think it did opening weekend? 80, oh, opening in the U.S. Dance. Opening weekend, it made seven million dollars. Wow. You already read that? No. Wow, seven million. Yes. <laughs> After my horrible fail last week, where I like overestimated it by like. <laughs> 70 million so i guess it went into <laughs> wide release december 20th so i guess that's when the number comes so wide release opening u.s i am proud seven. of myself i did and it grossed in the u.s it doesn't have world figures so maybe this was only a u.s released only movie it only did 49 so it only made 19 million thanksgiving's american holiday it makes sense yeah i guess, I guess. <laughs> that uh it's an american ma- a movie so. yeah. yeah cool so didn't make a ton of money it's kind yeah. of a theme we're realizing with a lot of these movies, I think. <laughs> this did not make as much as Avengers Endgame. That's very much true. Highest grossing movie of By all like time. a thousand so. times. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that every episode, that it didn't yep. make as much as Endgame. No. It's always going to be true. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this one before? I have. I think I've seen this maybe twice before. So. This is my first time seeing this movie. Yeah. Cool. It's a good one, isn't it? We'll find out, Luke. I'm going to save my opinion. Okay. So uh, we we get started with uh, Mr. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. What, what is his character's name? I forgot. Neil. Neil, okay. You get your Neil uptight and characters Del. and you name them Neil. That's Neil what you do. Neil and are two big guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we open with him here at his boss's office. Yep. Everyone's sitting around waiting on their boss to do God knows what. Approve some plans or It looks like a cosmetic firm or something like that. And they're trying to figure out how to advertise their new... Cosmetics, we're not curing cancer. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's like... They make it very obvious that he's really in a hurry to get his 6 o'clock plane. Something, an effect I don't see very often. They, like, zoom in to his ticket and also highlight the time. (laughs) In case you missed it. In case you missed it. But yeah, the boss is doing the whole... Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> Just delaying it as long as he possibly can. Reminds me a lot of the boss in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as well. Yeah, definitely. Similar same kind, of kind of vibe. Um, so right off the bat, we have a reoccurring um, actor here. That's right. So this is Ferris Bueller's dad is Steve Martin's co-worker, which I'm not even going to bother to look up his name. No. But <laughs> the guy who's sitting next to him who he talks to and says, I've got to go. The guy who, he definitely encourages him that he's not going to make his yeah, uh, Just his come flight. to the 8 o'clock one with me. <laughs> so I guess I guess he got stuck as well, huh? Must That have. would be my assumption. The weather only got worse. They were both point, going to Chicago, so. right? Yeah, from New York to Chicago. Right. So that must be where their company is. I don't know. But because that's... what other city would be the main focus of a movie? Of course. The John Hughes writes. In the great outdoors, we were leaving Chicago. And yeah. this one, we're trying to get back. Got to get out of Chicago. I guess. I that's guess. Right. Yep. That's the premise of the movie, everyone. We're going home. We're yep. going to Chicago. That's it. Get back it. to the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> who Steve Martin makes a point of to say that he's not looking forward to going back to. 
Huh. It's kind of, he's kind of like, it's it's the holidays in Chicago. <laughs> of course I'm not going to have fun. Someone must have snuck that line in while John <laughs> Hughes wasn't looking during the rewrites. Well, I guess, <laughs> I think everybody kind of admits that Chicago's insanely cold in the winter. Yeah. I haven't actually ridden, been there, but. <laughs> I have during I the winter. I <laughs> the, the Yeah, Windy City. The windy, the windy, windy city. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, and then here we go. Another John Hughes cameo. One we haven't gotten to yet. Right, as he's trying to... He's, is, uh, is he? I missed it. Yeah, okay. Kevin Bacon. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying John Hughes was making a cameo. Oh, no, no. Okay. He sees, he's trying to get a cab, I guess, in, yeah. during rush hour, and he Kevin Bacon, somebody he uses, Bacon. I guess, in a couple other movies. Yeah, she's having a baby. We haven't gotten right. to it yet, but there he is. He's, yeah. He was there. Directors and, love to reuse actors. That's definitely yeah. a thing. He was uh, willing to do it. He was like, "I'll do it, whatever. I'll be an I'll be an extra. I don't care. I love what John a crazy Hughes. role for a great actor like that. <laughs> yeah, a spe- just the passing stranger that he runs up runs exactly on the other side of the street and then gets what hits runs into somebody or something something like that. No yeah. speaking lines, but it's amusing to see him. I would say in this <laughs> yeah. classic scenario, so early in his career too, eighty seven. Yeah, so way back. Trying to get to the airport, what? Then at this point, he gets a cab. Try he argues with a lawyer, tries to haggle with him to bribe him. Please, sir, give me my, yeah. give me this cab. Surely, if you'd pay seventy fifty, you might pay seventy five. And while this shenanigans is going on, Hugh John Candy, a character named Dell, sneak into the cab to get to the airport. <laughs> as we see his giant, the giant chest, giant chest it's placed into the trunk. Do we ever see what's in there? I always thought that they were going to make something of it at the end of the movie, and they never do. No. So I don't. I guess he's got a bu- bunch of uh, shower curtain rings in there. Exactly. <laughs> I got, I miss where he actually gets to the airport. Just he just gets another cab. rings. Just, these are all my shower curtain rings. <laughs> How does he get to the airport? Um, I assume he got another cab. I, th- I guess he just got know. another cab, yeah. but it didn't even matter that he was late or whatever because it's the flight was delayed. Yeah. All the flights were delayed. It sucks. So begins the nightmare that is this movie of yeah. travel problems. He meets John Candy Poor proper. Steve Martin. Poor Steve Martin. Yeah, he's very put upon. He's our straight man. As we've said, he's the straight man to John Candy's funny man in this movie, even yeah. though he though they give Steve Martin obviously some funny things to do. He's he's presented as a tight wad, whatever it is he's I'm sure called at some point throughout yeah. this movie. <laughs> and then he meets John Candy in the airport. Accuses him of stealing the cab. <laughs> he's like, eh, yeah. But he's, right. he says it in like a passive aggressive way. Like, yeah, you took my cab, but it's all okay. It's fine. I mean, you definitely stole my cab, but it's yeah. no big deal. I mean, you you thieved it, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought we were going to get John, because i never seen this movie. I thought we were going to get John Candy as like an aggressive kind of character. As like, you know, he stole the cab. Then he denies yeah. it at first. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Are we going to get like a jerk John Candy? Yeah. No, that's not the way Just they go. Just a mustache John Candy. Just the, Yeah, the mustache <laughs> really threw me off. I was like, That's what? unique to this movie. Very unique. A, a mustachio yeah. to John Candy. But yeah, and eventually he he feels terrible. I'm like, okay, there he is. There's the <laughs> the warm-hearted, nice, good yeah. old John. You Candy. can't help but think that that's kind of how the guy is in real life. You can't help but think, at that. least in some some amount. <laughs> exactly. He oh he plays the nice guy like all the time. But I'm not really sure why this happens. From the from this moment on, it does seem like Dell kind of makes it his business to get this guy home or to try to help him out, right? Yeah, probably. I would say so. He he kind of latches on to people, I would say, and almost like a leech a little bit. Yeah, it does seem that way, but they finally... Because, like, I mean, he gets a lot of free meals and stuff, too, so it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much of him trying to help him and also him trying to take... He's almost kind of like a giver and a taker at the same time, I'd say. Yeah, they, it's, again, like they did this with Uncle Buck. Again, they kind of try to paint him as a, like to be a more nefarious character than he like seems to be because it's he's being played by John Candy. Yeah. He just seems like such a nice guy. You you can't help but paint him with the brush of positivity to be like, right. he means well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what they finally get on the so, flight. Right? So before that, Ben Stein is the oh, announcer. Right. And he's like saying that it's delayed or whatever, but with a smile on Bethany, his face. Bethany noticed that behind Ben Stein it says "destination nowhere" <laughs> on whatever the flight was. 
sure words have never been said in this movie because yeah, right. they are not getting anywhere. I feel like it feels like they're going across the country, whereas in fact they're going to New York yeah, or Chicago. Yeah. You'd think it'd be like what two hour flight, maybe. You'd think not much more. Yeah, but it yeah. immediately gets grounded because of a bad weather or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've flown from I think my last flight when I went up to Indiana was Charlotte to Indiana, and it was it was like two hours twenty minutes or something. And I think New York to Chicago might even be less of a distance. So, the yeah. modern miracle of flight. I guess the weather was pretty pretty terrible. It looked pretty bad. I don't know. I wouldn't want to fly in it. But I feel like in this scene, uh, uh, Neil, Steve Martin's character, comes off as a a bit of a jerk, a li- like straight away, because he's. I mean, I get it. He wants to be in first class, but when you set up a character yeah. to argue about being in first class, you kind of already get the sense you're yeah. like. Ooh. It's like part of you understands that it can be frustrating, but part of you is like, okay, like there's nothing the lady can do about it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Also, very bad customer service on this airplane, I want to yeah. say. As someone who's <laughs> done a lot of customer service, the lady, for the lady to say, I've had just about enough yeah. of you. I was like, holy yeah. crap, yeah. she's fired. I don't care what situation I've, this I've is. I've had some of that from flight attendants. Really? I get wow. get impatient with you. All yeah. right. I, there, there's, there's almost like, I think, a sense of... They have a little bit more power over you because you're on an airplane. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> what are you you can't do? escape Leave. them. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, he takes off his shoes and socks. Yeah. The John right Candy does this. He, he's... And goes overboard telling him how comfortable that was. <laughs> this is the worst. Because when I'm in a, on a flight, I, I immediately... like Sitting down and watching everyone sit down around me is the most uncomfortable thing for me. Because I'm like, <laughs> what kind of people I are I always wait. Me? This last flight, I was literally the last person to board the plane. That's amazing. Because I hate getting on the plane, sitting there, because the AC is barely running. It's super hot. Mm-hmm. super uncomfortable. I can completely understand with Steve Martin on this one. It's awful. It's just a terrible situation. And then you get this. You have those passengers who seem like they can't get comfortable no matter what they do. Yeah. They're just like, I'm just going to. I'm going to. And you're just like, oh, my God. It's just sit No, down. it's terrible. Accept it. <laughs> just sit down. You're We've in a all flight. accepted it. Exactly. And taking off your shoes is obviously one of yeah. the biggest faux pas you can do on a plane and he goes a step further to do it at least like do it under the chair exactly don't, like bring them up airing them out in oh front of them. It's, it's horrible this is a movie <laughs> this is this is one of those movies that if i were to watch this with my mom i know what i would be hearing throughout the whole thing would be her saying oh no with each passing <laughs> situation i can see her saying that oh too. no in this comedy of errors everything that goes wrong my mom would say oh no but this is definitely an oh no moment when he pulls off his socks Ugh, just gross yeah that'd be the worst old man leaning on him coughing on him bad plane ride whatever <laughs> the plane gets grounded because uh terrible weather so, so they yeah. get diverted to uh kansas that seems like it's Wichita, Kansas. That seems like a weird direction to go, doesn't you it? I think like Cleveland or something. Something like that, but whatever. Or maybe like the whole like maybe there was a bunch of snow coming off the Great Lakes because that could make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, okay, like that. lake effect snow because that would definitely ground a plane. Yeah, I get it. Just a guess, being someone who lives a thousand miles from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And through all this, it's like Dell keeps coming back to Neil. And he keeps like saying things like, oh, the flight's going to get canceled, and then it gets canceled. And then yeah. it's like, he seems to be right about almost everything. And he uh, offers him a helping hand. <laughs> so then we get the crazy taxi ride. That was the next. I thought this was going to lead to something. Like, yeah. I honestly thought, like, this is going to be <laughs> Where a are we going? character. <laughs> We're going to be in this cab for a long time. But no, it's just here. There's this insane yeah. can yeah. cab with like lights all over the place, porn all over the. All over I don't the internet. Understand, innards. like, how does this guy keep people riding in his cab? This is a when he has it. This ridiculous. The eighties are a magical and crazy time. I guess we're just like I get that you make your cab crazy to like get people to be like, oh, look at that cab. I want to ride in that one. Yeah. But like the porn stuff, like what in the world? Or yeah. like playing like crazy music. Like I've seen people on Instagram post about like friends of mine have posted about like weird Uber rides they've had. Where like the whole ceiling will be like neon lights and what? they'll be playing some weird music. It's like okay, you know, at least that's a little weird. Like this is like ridiculous. Yeah. I remember when Will Smith thought just having a dice in the mirror and saying "fresh" on the tag yeah. was a weird thing, but <laughs> this is just crazy. But it doesn't go anywhere. You so know, he just drops him off at this hotel, which looks sketch, right? That's for sure. It looks a little <laughs> sketch, which we will find out. Totally sketch. Totes sketch. Yeah. So. Here's a section of the movie, which I like to call... There's only one bed. 
There's only one bed. <laughs> it's hotel hijinks time. We get the classics here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Skip the part. This is important later. Much later than I thought, but it is important oh, okay. later. They switch they diner swap cards. swap the diner cards. Yeah. What is that? They say diner cards as if I'm supposed to know what that I think that, that was a thing in the 80s. It like gave you some kind of credit towards what? like... Because there was like I think there was like a diners club that certain restaurants were a part of, okay. so you got like discounts at some of those restaurants. Oh. I don't know. People much older than us are probably correcting us right now, but I, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, send us a letter. Um, <laughs> a hotel letter. hijinks. A letter. We're gonna get letters <laughs> through the snail mail. Yep. I'm not gonna give you our address. <laughs> Drive I, it up to our house and leave it on the door with no, we a have knife to, through it. We have to make a PO box, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing beds. Peel box, Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> Vibrating beds. Well, we have the old, He's uh, he takes a shower and he's left oh. with a washcloth to dry with. Oh, I know that feeling when you get out and the like, shower curtains like leak down on the floor mm. and all there were towels on the ground and like he like squishes into it when he's standing. It's like, oh, this is everything I hate. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened here? It's, it happens off camera, but I guess Dell yeah. took, took his beer. Apparently don't bring beer to a vibrating bed. I've never even seen a vibrating bed. I've seen it in movies, <laughs> and that's it. I've never been to a hotel and it's it doesn't presented. look like it would be comfortable it at awful. all. It's awful. It just shakes you to your core, <laughs> and it's just terrible. But he, because a beer explodes on the vibrating oh, bed, so God. that sucks. And yeah, this is awful. This is like I'd, he's right to be annoyed. Yeah, obviously no sleeps doubt. next to him, and he's like, he's reading with a, with a lighter. <laughs> he's clearing his oh, clearing his throat <laughs> so loud. Is I have to clear my sinuses? No, you do not. Yeah, just don't. I'd rather you snore than make that sound. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like I feel like at this point, it's it's like, amazing how quickly they move past this fight. I know there's you a know? fight. Like, in the morning, like, everything's fine. Yeah. But, like, it's like Steve Martin seriously goes off on him. Yeah, I think it's just because, like, um, Dell is a people pleaser. And uh, Neil just, he loses it. He goes too far. And he knows he went too far. Yeah. And, he you know, he's attacking his character. And, obviously, it's John Candy. So, I can't help but be like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like i wrote here it's like Dell gets his feelings hurt and so do i because i'm just like ah, poor guy because you yeah. can see his eyes welling up as he's just starting to first it's a back and forth and then Dell's just taking it from him and i was like oh man and he but, sits over there and looks at the picture of his wife <laughs> yeah i know it, it's, it's basically he's only like bringing up the same quirk is that he stories are boring and he just talks too much that's really what he's going on about he, and so i was like wow none of that is untrue <laughs> none of that is untrue i was like, i was expecting him to just go off on like more things because there's a right. lot of annoying stuff he does <laughs> but anyways yeah um they do move on from that fight relatively so he kind of like just understands that like he went too far and he just goes, okay, I'm just going to go back to bed. I'm not getting up and wandering into the night into Kansas. I'd be thankful for how forgiving John Candy is at that point. I know. He doesn't even bring it up again. Yeah. Because I would have felt really bad. Yeah. Again, I think it's a combination between like the fact that he is a people pleaser and to kind of like he's a clinger, as yeah. you said and mentioned. Right. He's kind of, kind of clings yeah. onto him. He doesn't really He kind of needs him. Neil a little bit and he knows it. Yeah. And at this point in the movie, we don't know why. Like, I didn't know why. I was just like, huh. Well, he doesn't seem... I, th I think even at the beginning, we kind of feel like he doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah, you know he's not He's not as well he's off as He's scrounging a little bit. And you know that something's off. At that point where he's looking at the picture of his oh, wife... Wait. Sorry, sorry. Finish, finish. At the, at the point where he looks at the picture of his wife and he kind of, the way he talks about her, I'm like, something's going on. Yeah. My theory at this point in the movie is, okay, maybe, you know his wife left him or something like that. And right. He's kind of like, I think they're trying to push that. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm kind of, that's what I'm suspicious of, but I don't like think that he's like a crook or something like that, which a crook does come. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. I almost forgot. I was moving on to the morning, but yeah, the big thing here is the cash is all taken. It's like almost a thousand dollars worth of cash. He has yeah. 700 and he has 200. So right. it's like, Holy freaking crap. Right. What you find out in the morning. Which this they wake age. up like fully, fully embracing each other. Oh, yeah. Before we find out about the money being stolen. Yeah, he's yeah. holding Neil, and Neil is definitely <laughs> holding Dell. <laughs> Very he's got awkward. His hand but... between the two pillows. It's a different time, man. I was looking at some of the uh, the special features, and like during the questionnaire when they had John Hughes and the main cast on stage, they're like, wow, what a daring 
a daring scene. And I was like, what? Like, I've seen this like in almost every comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of right. funny. So I guess yeah. it's a different time. It's just a weird thing to hear in the 80s. <laughs> but yeah, at th- this point, they kind of wake up and plot their next move without cash. It was quickly resolved. They, they, they accuse them. So that, like, uh, Neil accuses Dell of stealing at first. Right. And then I guess it kind of blows over relatively quickly once he realizes Dell's cash is gone too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oopsie daisy. Yep. <laughs> and Neil's the only one with credit. I, this is what I don't understand. It seems like they both had their diner cards and they try to kind of go over like, okay, what do you have? And Neil's like, I've got my credit cards and this and this and that. And he only has something for a big and tall store. Hmm. So I don't understand. There's a lot about the 80s I don't oh, understand, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure about that. Me either. But uh, (laughs) whatever. We're moving on. The movie does. So they're going to the train, right? Right. I didn't have any notes for this. So I guess nothing happened that I thought was important enough. They plot their course and they get a ride somehow. And we get this character, which... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I don't have a note for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. His buddy's son. That's it? Some dude's son of his. He seems to make connections by selling curtain hangers. And so, (laughs) I mean, you'd understand Not even curtain hangers. Yeah, curtain rings. Just the rings. You'd understand how, like, a character like this would make connections because he makes sure that he does. I'm sure at the end of this movie, he's going to go back to Neil somehow and be like, oh, I got a friend in uh, the cosmetics department over yeah, here. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know if this is John Hughes' like depiction of what the the middle of the country is, oh, but we man. get this guy, this monster, outrageous spitting guy. all over himself, making his wife. It's the worst spits ever. <laughs> oh, get, get him in there. Luggage. Like, why couldn't there. he just go over there and do She's it? big and strong. It's like, oh, man. Like, who cares? Whatever. You grab it. <laughs> so Ridiculous. weird. They and then may- they have to ride in the back. Yeah, in the bitter cold. Yep. With the crazy dog that won't let Steve Martin have the gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me, actually. I was watching the movie, and I was not expecting a dog to be under that. Hey, I literally jumped. I was like, oh, my God. What <laughs> That's where your mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, that doggy. <laughs> So we get to the train, and it, it's clear at this point, like, this is the first of many times, like, Neil tries to, like, separate himself from Dell. He's like, ah, sorry, man. Yeah. They didn't have any seats together. Definitely a lie. Nope. They, you never, <laughs> it's never verified, but that's definitely a right, lie. Right, Something I I noted here, uh, I really like the, the camera work here during this train ride. It's just a weird little thing. There's, just, like, one shot where you, like, just see the whole train as the light, like, goes through the, the <laughs> carriage. I thought it was, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool shot. <laughs> There's not, I don't think John Hughes is known for like getting these great cinematographers right. that you're like, ooh, talking about that a lot. But I thought that was cool. I, I do, I, I do find that like he, one thing I notice a lot, he'll like to near the beginning of the movie, shoot from the house facing towards the street and have the sidewalk directly in the middle of the shot. Yep. That's Absolutely. something that's in Home Alone. It was something that was in Uncle Buck. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a reoccurring thing. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and guess what? He has some signature things. They're not like cool cinematics, but like signature shots. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the close-up of the eyes, big one for I feel like for he sure. defines the 80s with those kind of shots. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, of course, the train breaks down. Yeah, for no reason. No reason. They don't <laughs> even give a reason. The engine just starts smoking a different color smoke than it was supposed to. It's like Neil's curse. It was at this point I'm watching this was been as many of these movies. I watched them with my wife. And at this point she's like, seriously, <laughs> she like said, I was like, really? Why? Well, this was only the tip, tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah. She <laughs> resigned herself to the situation that she was in watching this, but yeah, breaks down. And I guess they're walking a mile and a half to like what a bus. What a ridiculous stop? solution to help out your customers. Yeah. Well, if you walk a mile that way, the charter bus will pick you up. <laughs> this happens over and over. They didn't even put them in a hotel when the plane got delayed. Ugh. Or plane when I, this happened to me, a plane got canceled. A plane yeah. got and they put us up in a hotel. That's usually what happens. That's nice. And so they would not let you sleep next Ugh. to the payphone on the ground. I like, don't know, man. Depends on the company. I'd say. I guess so. I don't know if Spirit <laughs> Airlines would, would put no, you up in a hotel. I don't think they would. <laughs> oh, man. 
just be like, go home. You're not applying. You're not getting yeah. where you're going anymore. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> on this tin bucket that we fly you didn't you pay on. enough for us <laughs> to care enough. <laughs> this flight was $50. Go home. Yeah. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> bus ride time okay so i okay so isn't was anything happen between here they they sing songs they sing songs they sing apparently nobody knows the song that neil starts singing i guess not there's oh, a cup up on a countertop or something there's this moment i did like and it, this is a theme that repeats itself so they were as before they started walking to the bus the bus uh, terminal or whatever is uh neil kind of sees Dell struggling mm-hmm. with his case, and it's like a, which the is moment. an ongoing thing, for the ongoing whole movie. thing. And he's this like freaking case, and he's like, I'm gonna. He's, he's like, drunk. He's in between like getting away from him and doing his own thing, which is what he clearly wants to do. But he kind of just is but like everyone's <sighs> walking that way, anyways. Yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna go with this guy. I'm gonna help him with this thing. Okay, let's do this. Don't do it, Neil. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Things can only get make a different choice. <laughs> So bus terminal songs, and they get to okay. Where do they end up? They get to St. Louis, right? St. Louis. Yes, yes. St. Louis Airport is where they go, and at that point, so Missouri. Yeah, they I'm go just from Kansas to Missouri. I'm just confused at what their plan was. John Candy starts selling his shower curtain rings as earrings, <laughs> and doing a great job at it too. Did a really good job. <laughs> he sold sold a lot. Selling their like signed by different celebrities. <laughs> as far as I can tell, it just pays for their like breakfast or something. And I think like this that. is one of the first times that Neil kind of recognizes that Dell like really does have some skills. Yeah, he's like he's oh, not well, just yeah. a lazy bum. Well, Luke, because he even says like it's a great you're a great salesman. Yeah, says something like that at their breakfast or lunch or whatever. There's something I want to point out at this point. At this point in the movie, there's something we haven't mentioned. Uh oh. And you know what? I don't think it's a problem that we haven't mentioned it because the movie hardly mentions it. Yeah. Neil's trying to get home to his family. <laughs> yeah. They cut to him a few times. Oh, yeah. The wife doesn't have very many lines. There's yeah. the, the wife and kids are I mean, it, trying they, to make it home for a He could be going anywhere, honestly. He really could. It's not. They mention it, but it's like. Eh. That's the ticking clock of this movie. And it does. it's not really effective for that because you don't know the wife at all. You don't know what their relationship's at. You, just you don't go, even really know the timeline. You kind of lose track of what days are which. Exactly. Like you don't know how far out Thanksgiving is. You don't know, like, did he miss it? Like I thought he missed it such a long yeah, time ago yeah. in this movie. I'm like, well, Thanksgiving's over. You'd think he'd leave, like, on Wednesday and, like, Thanksgiving's the next day or, like, maybe Tuesday. Because there's, like, several days. Like, yeah. Like, three or four days before he gets there. All that'll happen is they'll cut to the wife and she'll look longingly and maybe one of the kids will be like, where's dad? And that's really it. Yeah. Except for that kid. I kept saying it like a few times. They showed him the first two times. I'm like, that boy. <laughs> that boy. Where, where do I? That boy. Oh, and yeah. It wasn't until yeah. the end of the movie, which I was like, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I finally freaking yeah. figured out. It was yeah. killing me. Yeah. I did recognize him. Yeah. But whatever. We're not going to probably talk about the family until the end of the movie. <laughs> so it's fine. There's not that much to say anyway. There's not much to say because the movie really doesn't say much about it. But anyways. I love how she's listed third. <laughs> she's probably in like five minutes of the whole yeah. movie. I mean, it's it's a, it's a rotating door of just random people in this movie. There's It's it's really yeah. this the Steve Martin and John Candy show. They're, they carry this movie yep. because there's not really very many other people in it, to be honest, that you see for a long time at all. More than like a few minutes, like honestly. Matthew Lawrence. Matthew Lawrence. That's the actor's name you're talking about? Oh, oh yeah. He's, that's Delphi. right. He's a Lawrence brother. Little Neil is that's his right. name. <laughs> I guess they didn't actually name him, so. There we go. There we have it. His, Little Neil. Neil's family doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's an arbitrary ticking clock. This is why they want need to go to one place to another. It's right. fine. <laughs> or is it? But uh, at this point, it, I get kind of confused. Neil wants to separate from Dell. He makes it very clear. It's like, he, this is, it's kind of sad because he's like, you know, I think if we put our heads together, it's not going to accomplish much. <laughs> and like, you see Dale, Dell's hopes get raised. He's like, and then he, it's completely dashed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, so, and then he's like, okay, fine. I have some other things to do. Yeah. See you later. He doesn't. He doesn't have anything <laughs> else to do. No. I don't even know where he's going in this movie. They're both going to the same place anyways. Yeah. So, it's like, what exactly. else are you working on? This is ridiculous. So, so what even happens here? He tries to get a rental car. Oh, man. And the, there's no... <laughs> yeah. This is when the shenanigans get off the handle. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely does. So there's no rental. So apparently car there. they bus him miles away to this like lot where all the rental cars are. I've never yeah. been to a rental car place that was this terribly designed. No. Like it's always like the stands there and then your car's like, you know, a couple hundred yards away. Exactly. And it's this usually like, like in a parking garage right next to the airport. <laughs> this one's like a charter bus that takes you there. <laughs> <laughs> and they give them the keys, be like, here's your here's your car number. Bye. Guess, and they just I guess leave. somebody stole it, maybe. I don't know what happened. We're only to, left to imagine what actually happened to his car and what went wrong to get him into this situation. So he has to walk all the way back, and he loses his shoes and mm-hmm. loses his hat. I feel like his briefcase gets run over. It's one of those weird he loses, things. loses, like, everything. Where it's like he has to walk on like in like the places between places that where, like, yeah. nobody walks. Yeah. It's like, you know, the side of the road. snow and ice. Yeah. And... So then he goes off. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he has, my God, so many F-words. And, you know, this movie, I didn't, you wouldn't have known this movie's rated R until this point. You're like, oh. This is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, and so he gets really mad at the. This uh, is pretty family friendly until this. And this is just the F-word after F-word. That's why I thought was funny. It feels like, like, Amber was asking me, like, why? And I was like, I think it's one of those things where John Hughes was writing this movie. And he said, this scene was is not going to be funny without the F word. And that's probably what he thought about it. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine it. Agree to disagree on that. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> agree that it's uh, that's necessary. I could see maybe one, but he says it at least like 12 times. It obviously would have reached a wider audience, if not without this scene. But like, uh, it's funny, a studio would never allow that this in these days because like they want the wider, wider audience to make yeah. more money. It's and, unnecessary too. I would argue. Yeah, I'll be, I'll very much so. Yelling at the uh, principal's assistant from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Another Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Cameo. That's right. Whatever or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. So he pretty much just mouths off at everyone until he gets his face punched in. <laughs> so then he goes to the taxi stand guy. Why does he even yell at him? I think he's just pissed. I mean, you know, he had all this stuff run over, fell. He threw he away his redemption ticket or whatever for his rental Well, I think car. it was probably in his stuff that got, like, run over or something. Oh, probably. Is my guess. Yeah. Like, he kind of lost everything at this point. This is when, like, all his luggage just kind of goes away. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, well, he, gets no- he gets knocked on his face, and then Doug gets, gets a rental car. nearly no run over by oh my God. one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen. I don't even know what it is. I don't understand And then it. he gets picked up by his genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen a man get Never picked up by his tentacles man. before. <laughs> Ridiculous. So then he chooses to ride with him because I feel like he is at the end of his rope at this point. Yeah. Or he thinks he's at the end of his rope. There's more rope to go. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> the end of the rope is still to come. This is, I think... The movie At this point, crazy. I was like, what the heck? Why didn't they just rent a car way back when they were in Wichita? That's a good question. Like, forget the train. Forget the bus. Yeah. Like, just drive. It's not that far. I've made that drive before. I've yeah, driven It's probably, that like, what, five, six hours or something? Something like seven or eight, something. Not bad. Not as, nearly yeah. as bad as what they go through, so. Yeah. And at least you can just drive straight through the night right there. <laughs> exactly. So, there they go. Going down. So, this is crazy. This What happens here is my nightmare. Like, no, I'm not even just saying nightmare is like figuratively. Literally, this is my nightmare. <laughs> when I have dreams that I drive cars, it's always something akin to this. Like, I'm always <laughs> about to crash. Like, usually something it was something that doesn't make any sense. Like, my steering wheel will be like on the back seat and I have to look backwards of to of drive course. forward. <laughs> and, I'm like, of and so... This, Many car models I've seen with that. When Dell is trusted to now drive... rear seat <laughs> driving... This is it's reverse one of those, rear seat driving. It's one of those things that makes me think: How has <laughs> Dell survived up to this point? God only knows. He's never driven a car before. I guess not. He he throws a cigarette out the front window, which flies into the back through the back window onto the back seat as a ticking time bomb for the audience to know something's going to go wrong. And he gets he starts to take off his jacket while driving, which I've tried to do. And usually, if it's I'm in a situation where the jacket's too tight, or I'll just be like, nope, and I'll put the jacket back on and just start. It is scary. To drive. It's scary. Yeah. I don't. I usually when you choose pull not your to shirt over your eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> You're always afraid it's going to get caught. That is a gamble and a decision <laughs> that 
It's usually you best thrown the dice be. of your life down. <laughs> Should I take this shirt? Is it really that hot? <laughs> or maybe I just pull over and do it. Exactly. We were screaming, <laughs> just pull over. He's, <laughs> he gets both his freaking arms, arm like arms oh, stuck. Man. That's the best part when they're both stuck. It's like, oh, sweet Lord. He's going all both sides of the road, sliding <laughs> on the ice. Just hit the brake. Hit the brake. Stop. <laughs> Not before you're about to go off a cliff. Oh my god! <laughs> he goes into the he goes and he so finally Neil stops. sleeps through all this. Sleeps through all of it. <laughs> and Luke, I think this is time to tell our story. <laughs> Which story is that? Neil and Adele at this point in the story are now driving on the wrong <laughs> side of the freeway. He just goes the wrong way back up the exit and just continues to go the wrong way. And so you think who would do this? But Luke. Back in the day, me and you were going on a we trip. Did. We did not do this, but we didn't do this. We we were witnesses to this. We were with my mom. We, we were much younger. We were like uh, probably in like a, eighth grade. A beach weekend. Beach some, weekend. Like here to have some fun. Back seat, fooling around. My mom's driving, and all of a sudden we look ahead on the interstate, <laughs> one way, and here comes careening three lane us. road. Three lane road. In the middle lane. There's a man driving. <laughs> Straight towards us. Oh my god! So your <laughs> mom kind of slowed down, I think, and got to the side of the road. She swore, she went past, but the truck behind us, like, had to really quickly like mm. swerve out of the way. And why we turned around, we you saw him better spinning, than spinning out oh behind us. It was horrifying. And to this day, I wonder what was going through this person's mind as they were like, "There, there's easier ways to commit How suicide." How long did they? Live I don't recommend any after of them, that but, moment. Yeah. What happened? Insane. And so maybe this is the scenario presented in front of me. You're going the wrong (laughs) way. (laughs) They're drunk. How would they know where we're going? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This movie turns into airplane at this point. Or like Naked Gun or one of those crazy spoof comedies of the time. When they go in between the semis. Yeah. They, Which it hasn't really been up to this point. Not at all. Like the shenanigans is not what we've gotten up to before. There's a lot of we've ridiculous stuff. We've just had stuff. like silly things happen. Yeah, but could this happen. This is insane. That, all those things were in the realm of real life <laughs> maybe, but just kind of heightened reality. It's just like bad things get worse and worse. It gets to a level. It's just like, what? And when they go in between the cards, it just loses its mind. They turn, they, it flashes, and they turn into skeletons yeah. with their eyes One bulging. of your favorite things. Yeah. You love the flash of skeletons. I do love the flash of skeletons. Like, why Why is a skeleton here? Like, like they're, they're that scared, I guess, that their skin just disappears. So, well, lest we forget, there, this happens in Return of the Jedi. So, Star Wars has a skeleton. When Darth Vader gets shocked, it turns time. into a skeleton. Everyone turns into a skeleton. And it cuts to Del, and he's in a Satan costume laughing. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they have to pull their hands. This was a pretty funny part. I am laughing. I'm laughing partially because the top of the I'm steering wheels bent down. Yeah, it is full on airplane, full on just scary movie insanity, and that's it. That's all we get of that. It never returns to that ridiculousness. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's over. I mean, there's some ridiculous things to come, but yeah. Definitely. That's the worst. <laughs> we're never to enter to a cartoon again, I will say. <laughs> and then they're just like sitting there talking about it, and they're kind of starting to laugh about it. Yep. And then the car burst on fire. The ticking time bomb, which was that cigarette, finally went off. I originally thought he was going to throw his jacket back there, and the jacket was going to start it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it he never even got that far. <laughs> this movie kind of does that. It'll like... It'll present something to you that you know is going to be a big deal later, but it's much later than you thought, like almost to the point where you've forgotten about it. Like Like the credit card, like the credit card. And also he puts his wallet. He's like, don't let me forget my wallet that I'm putting in the glove compartment. And you're like, okay. You think, oh, he's going to forget it. Yeah. No, he doesn't forget it. It gets burned burned up. Yeah. So they're, they're both crazy now, I guess. So. What sets them off? Something. Oh, the fact that they switched credit cards and he used his credit card yeah. to take care of the Rizzle car. Weird. It is weird that he took so long to tell him, though. So long. That's where I'm saying he's like a little bit of a leech. Yeah, it's a little suspect. Kind of a taker. Yeah. 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 
But anyways, he punches them in the stomach and they somehow <laughs> you're able to drive this thing. What on earth? Oh, it's so funny. And the radio works. I guess it burned the inside of the car and not the engine. So I guess maybe that makes sense. It's 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 wild. The radio does work. That's kind of a later scene, but yeah. Yeah. Clear as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to some hotel, some flea bag hotel. Of course. And they of course at this point it's amazing that they have any money left. And all the credit cards are burned up. Yep. So there's no run on any credit cards. So he, I think he has $17.50 or something. And, and a, a watch. really nice watch. And a really nice watch. <laughs> and and Dell has $2 and a Casio. A Casio. <laughs> I like how he kind of presents it on the, his back arm. Like, yeah. Oh. What do you think? <laughs> I'll have to say goodnight, the guy says. I'll have to say goodnight. So, yeah, Neil's too pissed at Dell at this point to even be around him to let him sleep. In the same I room can't like you're really on. blame. No, he. No, I'd be pretty upset too. Yeah. Every all of this is his fault completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what would have happened if they split up, but you have to imagine it would be much better than this. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So then we kind of get into like John Candy's like Dell character a little bit here mm-hmm. when he's like sitting in the car. He's like kind of reflecting and talking about like basically what an idiot he is and how regretful he is for just the dumb things that he's done and he kind of alludes to something with his wife and we don't really know what he's talking about at this point we're still kind of thinking yeah. that she's she's left him well he's talking to her at this moment which kind of raises he said, a red i guess flag i can't see you again anymore and he's like not, oh, not now I really like messed that. things up this time marie and that's always the yeah. red flag where you're whenever you talk to someone who wasn't there it's usually not because they're in another state it's usually because they're on another plane because they're dead <laughs> so I didn't put those. See, two. I wasn't. I wasn't guessing that. But. I wasn't either. But I knew it. Like, was a further thing where I was like, something's up. This is weird. Yeah. And because he's just talking to her like this, being like, "All right, Marie, I'm pushing another person away. I'm this, you right. know, I'm coming on too strong, or whatever." Just sitting. He's sitting out in his. Well, he also like car. says that you were right. Like I'm an idiot or something like yeah. that. Which, it's just a very sad scene. Yeah, it is sad. It works. Kind of shows he's had a tough life. Let's say it works. And I, I haven't commented on it yet, but I do like the music in this movie. It's very synthesizer, synth-heavy. Yeah. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very of the time, but I love the time in a way that I like. Not like the cheesy piano music from Uncle Buck. This is <laughs> this is cool. Right. So, yeah, and it tugs on old Neil's heartstrings and <laughs> see them all sitting out there in the sky. Yep. They let them in. So they do a tour to alcohol of the world, apparently. How do they do this? I feel like you'd be so sick. How did they do this? Seventeen dollars and a watch, two dollars and a Casio. I think they're just they just drank them. They were in the hotel room and they oh. just drank them. And they just weren't going to pay for them. Okay, that's my guess. <laughs> it's not the worst thing they do in the next fifteen minutes, but yeah. I don't know how they got the Doritos. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess you'd leave chips in there for people too. This yeah. doesn't seem like a nice enough hotel that they would have left anything in there. It almost seems like a cabin. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. but I think I, they broke the vending machine and just stole this. <laughs> just elbow that. into the glass, yeah. Because what they're about to do is much worse than breaking much a vending worse. machine. <laughs> but they basically bury the hatchet here, get drunk together, laugh it off, I guess, which is their way of just kind of forget about it. Clean yeah. slate kind of deal. And they're cool. They kind of share a little bit. Like, I guess we get Neil says he's just not home enough, which is pretty much. I haven't been home in two years, he said earlier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What did he say? I haven't been home in years. And he said at the time it was a figure of speech or whatever, which should be. He said, what are you, for real? Yeah. Well, it feels like that. Yeah, which now we'll know that that's actually more or less the case. Right. So they leave the hotel, but not before smashing through uh, the wall. My God. The car. How? <laughs> Again, how has Dell been alive for this long? He backs right in. Oh, my God. I understand they're stuck in the snow, but okay. All right. It's over. And here we here, <laughs> The podcast. It's the time. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> nope. Nope. Ollie, get away. You're not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> You're not you're not doing it. I, I can't believe they just bust right through the freaking wall and take down like half the room. <laughs> it's one thing to just bump into the wall. They just take the whole wall down. Oh, my gosh. And they just drive off, which is the correct thing to do in their circumstance. We don't want to see another 20 minutes of the movie of them trying to deal with the manager or whatever for <laughs> crashing through their hotel. But they don't make it far. No, before getting pulled over by Michael McKean, the 
I, I, he's that's another co-star, or not co-star, but oh, like cameo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen him and stuff. Right. Clue. I don't know, but yeah, they. He's a pretty nice officer. Like you think they're going to be like get into a situation where they're going to get another car chase because this is how these movies work. Yeah. How many of these have we seen result in a police <laughs> and chase? And the that cops just anywhere? drop away, and then they just stop. It happened in weird science. <laughs> ah, just Bueller's let Day them go. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. The movie's almost over. It's we. Uh, I'll leave. <laughs> So now they've lost their car. Yeah, he's like, eh, that's not safe enough to drive. We're impounding your car. <laughs> we finally reach the automobile, the end of the automobile in the title of this movie. Yep, the automobile section is over. There's no, <laughs> there's, it's not planes, trains, automobiles, and hitchhiking. So that's what we get next, I guess. So now we get hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we should say at this point, it seems like the whatever, like, Whatever is between Neil and Dell, they're pretty much cool the rest of the movie until we get to our climax. Which is here. crazy. It's it is crazy. I don't know how, because he's so mad at him. He's not even letting him in. Then he does let him in. Then they bury the hatches. Like, oh man, it'd be tough to forgive a guy that easily. Yeah, they could have sold this better. Because like every every part of this has been Dell's fault. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, at this point they free they. Um, as long as there's a heater working, let's go. Whatever. Yeah, no. I guess so. I guess that's the attitude we're going to... Freaking sit in the cooler with the cheese. <laughs> I feel like Neil's just given up at this point. Yeah. He's just... Rightfully whatever. so. Rightfully so. I don't so. care about anything. <laughs> so this leads them all the way back to Chicago, right? Yep, apparently. Yeah. Apparently this, this vehicle finally works perfectly fine. Yeah, okay. This is like the last five minutes of the movie, and I feel like a lot of information information is dropped on us. And there's very short time left in the movie right. to actually deal with the information that we're given. Yeah. So they part ways, and we get the, the they get to the end of the train ride to Neil's yeah. stop. Or no, he he they get to the train, and then he's gonna get on the train. That's what yes, it is. Yeah. and he gets on, and he's thinking about his family, and he's thinking about old Dell. We're like, ah, for some, I don't know if he's feeling. He starts sorry reflecting back on some of the things that Dell said. Yeah. Starts realizing, like, wait a minute. Something's not right about his whole home situation. Exactly. And so he sees him just sitting in the station, just kind of sitting there. So what are you doing here, man? What are you doing here? (laughs) And he just kind of goes out with it. I don't have a home, man. Marie's been dead for eight years. And so... I don't understand why he doesn't have a home. I don't either. Like, just because Marie's dead doesn't mean you can't have a home. I don't understand what it means at all. Like, that's the thing. We only have a few minutes left. There's like... Like, is he literally homeless or he just doesn't have a family? I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't have a whole... He's homeless. Wow. Yeah, and he goes... Bro, I Seems mean, well-dressed for a homeless man. I had to discuss this. And he had a plane ticket? Like, so he has some money. Yeah, he has money. It seems like he does business deals, and he just travels around selling freaking hanger rings. <laughs> right? Doesn't have a car or anything. What else am I to That's assume? weird. It doesn't really give me a lot to talk about, because they don't talk about it at all. Yeah. And they, they, just, they just cut to them walking back with the case. They walk back to his home. Welcomes him in. Welcomes him in. There's a really, it's like a really emotional scene. Not for me, but like for the, for the, I mean. (laughs) Not for me. I mean, it's not like landing. touch me at all. It's not landing like a ton of bricks or anything. It's fine. But like the, the wife's crying, the music's swelling, (laughs) the, and they Freeze frame on Dell. Can you imagine she hasn't heard from her husband in days? Yeah. Because he I, couldn't even make a phone call. That's one thing. I get it. Like, I can imagine my wife feeling this way about me if she hasn't heard from me at all. And I'm just like supposed no. to be home. I can definitely imagine it. But it's like, it's, it's like focuses in on her as if we're supposed to know who this woman is. <laughs> She's a glorious figure. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're supposed to know exactly what's running Come through here, her Mr. Page. We don't know enough about her, her marriage and or anything or the home life or anything. And so, and we don't know what the situation is to come. <laughs> we don't know what yeah. what Dell is going to do. I think she just signifies it. home. Yes. That's basically the idea. And she's like tears rolling down her face and they've we, made it to Chicago, so you know. Yeah, they made it to Chicago. That's all that matters for Mr. Hughes. Best place on earth, apparently. <laughs> they made it to the promised land. Yep, and it ends exactly the same way our last podcast did. Freeze frame on John Candy. <laughs> Your man. Your man. My man. My man. I, you've noticed as each podcast has gone on, I've been a little bit more and more of a tepid response. Not, I, I still love the man. He's amazing. I just have Really? You didn't like him as much in this one? No. 
I liked I liked oh. him just as much. He's great. You said more of a tepid. So it's a tepid response. I just haven't been screaming from the rooftops <laughs> as much as I was during. Because you because you've gotten to already. The excitement of our first John Candy episode has uh, <laughs> has started to be normalized to me as as we're at this point, and we won't see him in a while, and I'm kind of sad at this point. I'm sorry, Jordan. It's okay, man. We don't really. <laughs> he, this is the the other one. The only we've gone through all the ones he starred in with John right. Hughes. So what's another one he's in? He's in Home Alone. Okay, right. So unless we do a John Candy ca- podcast, a Candy yeah. Cast, this will be our last uh, John Candy movie together. We'll talk about him in Home Alone, just for you. We'll spend like 15 minutes just <laughs> talking about his five-minute role. <laughs> Anyways, what did you think of this one, all in all? I thought this was a really good movie. Yeah. I thought yeah. this was one of the better movies that we've watched so far. I just, I think it had, you know, it's definitely a comedy first, but... I think it had some good drama too and good character development and I thought it was a good like story that kind of had its highs and lows and I don't know I think it was really well made. Yeah, this is a good one for me. I think there's again so when I, it's like Uncle Buck whenever you take a step forward, you can see some areas of improvement where I'm like I feel like I could be feeling more in this moment. I feel like as a comedy it works pretty completely because like it's just it's everything it's supposed to be. As this type of comedy, and I think as a comedy, it works completely. But as like any when any sort of emotion comes in, I'm like, ah, I wish they gave me a little bit more to go on as far as like knowing what I'm supposed to be feeling in this moment. I don't know if that means knowing who the character is, like their past a little bit more. But again, this is a comedy first, so I guess you don't really want to spend a good third of your movie delving into drama but as is i like the movie i thought it was good john john candy and steve martin i think have really good chemistry steve martin plays a good straight man which he doesn't really play very often i thought he did a good job doing that and john candy's john candy so he's perfect i don't know about that but what what more can i say (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really liked it though yeah it's good enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as well and uh, so we have Dutch coming out for the next episode. So hope you guys watch it, follow along with us. Um, we have a kind of a whole like schedule now worked out of what we'll be watching and talking about. And yeah. uh, I think we're going to be skipping November and kind of leading into some Christmas episodes. So be excited for that. Be excited <laughs> now. So Dutch next week. And thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Bye. If you'd like, you can follow us on Twitter at Candlecast, or you can follow me at Paint Me Jordan. If you enjoyed Breakfast with Candles, check out our other podcast called Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. Thanks for listening. See ya.